As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Star Wars 7x7 episode 2569. Got a little bit of news to follow up on, both on the Emmy side of things and also on the Star Wars Vision side of things. Not enough for standalone episodes by themselves, but together it's a potpourri episode. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars Joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So, first of all, I gotta keep our studio manager from slicing up cords here. He is rather uppity this evening. How funny. Alright, so let's talk about Emmy nomination stuff. So, this is partly in regard to The Mandalorian, but not entirely. The site that I talked about in yesterday's episode that is doing sort of the Vegas odds betting situation for who's going to win various Emmy awards and whatnot, they're starting to fill out the creative Emmys situation. And so far, they've only put in things for, as far as The Mandalorian is concerned, guest actor and music. And amazingly, or not amazingly, but The Mandalorian is the front runner in the music category. So Ludwig Göransson's score is the favorite at this point to win the Emmy Award for Outstanding Music for the Emmys, which is fantastic. That's great. And then on the guest actor's side, there are five people nominated in the category. And right now, Timothy Oliphant is running in second place, and Carl Weathers is fifth out of five. It's actually a little disconcerting, to be honest with you, because the person in first place is from The Crown, white guy. Second place, Timothy Oliphant, white guy. And then three, four, and five are all African-American gentlemen, and it's just you know really kind of jarring to see it play out that way. And it may be nothing, right? It may just be utter and complete coincidence, but yeah, it just... Yeah, still feels a little weird. Anyway, so that's part of the Emmy news. And the other bit of Emmy news is that there's another Star Wars-related nomination that we haven't talked about that's not Mandalorian-related. That little Simpsons crossover short that was released on May the, 4th, uh, May the 4th, which is The Force Awakens from its nap, that has also been nominated for an Emmy Award. But right now, it is also running in last place. I think there are four nominees in the category, and it is currently favored last in terms of having a chance to win an Emmy. So that's all the Emmy talk for today. Now on the Star Wars Visions, and I saw this via IGN, and I will link to the full article in the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com, and also in the show notes for the episode too. But apparently there was a press conference in Japan to talk about Star Wars Visions, and it had all of the creators of the various animated shorts that are going to be released in September. And they 
all talked a little bit about what their particular animated shorts are all about. Two of them are actually set after the events of The Rise of Skywalker, which would be rather remarkable. It's like the first you know, storytelling of any kind that takes place after the events of The Rise of Skywalker. But that being said, we still don't know based on the, you know, the stuff that happened with that Anime Light conference when they initially announced the, um, the Star Wars Visions information, whether it's really quote unquote canon, if you will. And you know, it's not like I care in the sense that, oh, if it's not canon, I'm not gonna watch it. And I don't think you should necessarily feel like that either. It's more just a matter of being able to understand what's official story and what's not official story. And you know, when you're talking to people about these things, you know, what's, you know, what's an actual story, what's a legend, if you will, you know, it, it's kind of good to at least understand that. But the fact that they're talking about stories set after the events of the Rise of Skywalker, I think is fascinating nonetheless. One studio that's doing two particular shorts, it's Studio Trigger, is doing The Elder and The Twins. The Elder actually takes place prior to the events of episode one, they say, and it examines the master and Padawan dynamic in an older setting. And then the twins, that's the one where we have twins that are on the dark side of the force. And apparently there's something about them being a new quote unquote hope, if you will, but you know, it's kind of fascinating in its way, right? The idea of a set of twins being a new hope for the dark side, as opposed to Luke and Leia being the new hope for the light side, right? And the other one that takes place after the events of The Rise of Skywalker is The Ninth Jedi. And director Kenji Kamiyama says that, I wondered after episode nine is the galaxy settled into peace. We all love stories of the Jedi and lightsabers, but what became of the Jedi Knights after the movie series? My story is about that. Then there's Lop and Ocho, and I might be pronouncing it in more of a Spanish way. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, uh, that's one that's taking place in between episodes three and four. So the time when the empire is on the rise and the description we get is that the empires come to a planet where their technology doesn't sit well with the local inhabitants. And there's a daughter of a local Yakuza type of group and the daughter connects with an orphan slave and it's about you know their found family dynamic and this uh, orphan slave sort of pseudo rabbit like alien I guess is somewhat inspired by Jackson from the way back classic Marvel Star Wars comics and who has been brought back into the canon by Kevin Scott. Then there's the duel, which is apparently about an unaffiliated force user, if you will, to take the phrase that's been introduced in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. Somebody who's not Jedi or Sith, but who gets a lightsaber and what they might do with it in a, an unknown corner of the galaxy that has nothing to do with the events that we're all familiar with. That's what the duel is about. Or at least that's the, you know, that's the big idea of it. The Village Bride is also an unknown corner of the galaxy situation examining the, you know, wedding rituals in that particular part of the galaxy far, far away. And then there's Akikiri, which is a love story between a Jedi and a princess. And the mind kind of goes immediately to Obi-Wan and the Duchess Satine. And I may have mispronounced that. Akakiri, not Akikiri, Akakiri. And it's also a bit of a road story apparently as well. And then TOB1 is the one that's about a droid and the droid kind of has some inspirations from Astro Boy, you know, that 
classic cartoon situation and the droid apparently has big dreams but it's sort of a coming of age story a growing up story and the droid will apparently you know set those dreams aside for something bigger quote unquote and then of course there's Tatooine Rhapsody which is sort of a you know crazy rock opera thing that's going to have some established characters in it and you know just based on what we've heard about that doesn't necessarily feel story like per se more that is just going to be you know some great you know, amazing comedic and musical extravaganza for all intents and purposes. And there you go. That, in brief, is what we learned about Star Wars Visions from this Japanese press conference. And kudos to IGN for a great write-up on that. And there's a lot more in that IGN write-up. And again, I will link to it in the blog post for the show's episode and in the show notes as well. And that is going to do it for our show today. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.